Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can step up to the plate with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, bet the live same-game parlays for every MLB game and track your game and bets live with box scores and play-by-play. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is New York, New York from Los Angeles for the second to last time with yours truly, J.J. Johnson-Stremski, right here on the Ringer Podcast Network. And what a Super Bowl 56. Awesome time out in Los Angeles. As you can tell, I have no voice. You're going to love our green room that we had earlier tonight with Jason Goff. It was so badass. It was so much fun. Live reaction to the Rams coming from behind, surviving the Beckham injury. Cup, Aaron Donald, Tiki Tack officiating at the end, and the Rams going all in and getting vindication. Rams may not have covered the number. They won the game. The future hits, the under hits, the same game parlay hits. There is a whole lot to like today, folks. There's a whole lot to like. We'll get into all the legacy stuff that's coming up with golf in a little bit. And I'm telling you, if you haven't downloaded our Spotify green rooms, you're making a monumental mistake because. When a live event happens, we rock. But the beautiful thing for you is, you miss it? The big ones, they're right here on our pod, on our feed. New York, New York, the full go is Jason Goff's podcast in Chicago. Just unbelievable times across the board. I'll tell you what's not unbelievable. And yesterday, I was able to watch basically the entire game before I went over to the FanDuel party. The Nick collapse against Portland. The third quarter used to be the bad quarter for the Knickerbockers. Now it's turning to fourth quarter. The Knicks have that win against the Warriors on Thursday night. They win. We don't stay late to do the New York, New York because it's Super Bowl week. And I'm like, wow, I might have missed the win of the year. Maybe. Maybe. But you want to see how they build on it? They basically flush a 20-point lead right down the toilet. They get outscored in the fourth quarter, 35-11. to And what you are witnessing and what you are seeing right now 
is a fan base really stopped to turn on a head coach who was the toast of the town last year. And I am still going to be one of the holdovers in backing Tom Thibodeau because I do not believe that Tom Thibodeau is the biggest problem with this team. Not even close. Biggest problem with the Knicks is, guess what? The talent on the floor, on the court, not good enough. Not good enough. But the rotations that you have and the rotation that you had at the end of this game was nothing short of embarrassing. The love affair of this coach going back to Evan Fournier, and you guys know he's not exactly a particular favorite of mine. When he is 1 of 13 and 1 of 10 from three, and yet he's playing 36 minutes in this game, is a joke. That is an absolute joke. That makes absolutely no sense. Why? You're just going to let him keep yucking up shots? As you're getting punked and you're getting whooped in the fourth quarter of this game with a Portland team that does not have Damian Lillard and just traded away CJ McCollum? Please, please. It's one of the reasons why, even after Thursday night, I'm not one of these people believing that they can sucking themselves back into a legitimate playoff run. Best case scenario for the Knicks is weaseling their way to the playoffs in that playing game, and they're going to get smoked. They're going to get smoked. But the rotations of this head coach, they are called into question. As good as everything was for Tom Thibodeau a year ago, it has gone completely down the tank now, and you kind of take it from there. So brutal, brutal stretch for the Knicks. One and three on this West Coast trip, and they missed an opportunity, point blank to go 500 and feel decent about themselves coming back for this Thunder game. What a terrible, terrible loss across the board. Now, Brooklyn is gearing up for the new look, the new feel. How about this, though? And I know it's due to the fact that Kevin Durant hasn't played. They've lost 11 straight games. Think about that for a minute. Brooklyn, who thought they'd be a shoo to be a top three seed, they've lost 11 straight games. This flash, the reinforcements for the Nets. Can't come soon enough. I know you guys are itching, dying for our Super Bowl reaction. Our Spotify green room with Jason Goff. We posted it. It's 40 minutes. Your reaction. Goff's into it. I'm into it. It's a ton of fun. Take a listen. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. We are live. Let's roll, baby. This is our 
I guess, meeting of the minds after Super Bowl 56 with New York, New York, and the full go, rocking and rolling right here on Spotify Green Room. What a Super Bowl. What a game. I'm still shaking. Rams pulled out of the fire late, stunned the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I'm stuck. I'm absolutely stuck. When you have a Super Bowl that gives you twists and turns, when you have a Super Bowl that has storylines up the wazoo from Beckham getting hurt, the Bengals overcoming an early deficit, then you have, of course, the Rams storming back with no Higby, with no Beckham, Cup making every big play known to man. I know there's going to be a lot of belly aching, I guarantee you, when it comes to officiating. The Rams fan was belly aching at the end of the first half into the early part of the second half. I don't know what they were looking at as far as the T. Higgins face mask on the touchdown. They didn't want to call that. Brutal. And then the last drive, a couple nickel bimers, and away we go. Jason Goff hosts the full go in Chicago. Your calls are going to be rocking and rolling. Jason Goff. There it is. I got you, baby. Hey, better late than never. How the hell are you? What's happening, dude? I'm trying to figure out why the technology is failing me on. Well, you learned, you know what technology is, bro. Technology is a bitch. Let's leave it at that, bro. It's an absolute bitch. What a Super Bowl. I know you were on the Bengals. I was on the Rams. How were you feeling watching that game kind of take shape? Rams up big. Beckham's torching them. Did you feel this way watching it? I know I did. The minute Beckham left the game, the entire offense, the entire game seemed to change for Los Angeles. Well, the issue that I was having was I was feeling weird that I didn't think that the Rams, after not just that play, but most of this game, I, I thought the, the Bengals were kind of in control, even when it was 13 to 10. Um, the fact that the Rams weren't able to do what I thought they would do through the air, and that was before the Odell Beckham injury. And then after o OBJ goes out, all you got is the cloud coverage over the Cooper Cup side. I mean, I, the, the run games for both teams, I think, failed them in essence. Now, at the end, yeah, Cam Akers with that strong run uh, for the for the go-ahead touchdown. Well, leading up to the go-ahead touchdown, I should say. But th that game was a little bit more clunky than I expected it to be. And like I said, I know one of the best talents in the game, and OBJ goes down. And Jamar Chase had a big play. T. Higgins had a big play that I'm sure we'll talk about with the offensive pass interference on the face mask. But I was expecting uh, one of those defenses to let up at some point. And both defenses, I thought, played terrific football all the way through. It was just up to whose quarterback was going to have the most time to make a play. And in the end, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford had those had that time and made those plays. And they made every big play on that final drive of the game. They got the ball in Cup's hands on that fourth down that they had to convert in the red zone. It was obvious. The only guy that Matthew Stafford trusted because he didn't trust Van Jefferson. He didn't trust the other receiver who burned him in the NFC title game. He said, look, I'm getting the ball to big bad Cooper Cup and I'm going to let him go and make something happen. That's what you got to do in those sort of situations, Jay. And look, I know Bengal fans are going to be belly aching about some of the ticky-tack holding calls. I don't want to hear it. Because guess what? You got a touchdown right out of the gate after we're watching Mary J. Blige and Snoop and the whole shebang in that badass <laughs> halftime show. You get a, a unbelievable break. Dude, Did you? I, I'm watching that touchdown. I'm like, what happened to Ramsey? What, what, did he fall down? No, he got pulled down with an offensive face mask. Don't complain about officiating when you get gifted seven points in a situation like that, dude. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, the, the officiating talk. I mean, we're going to have the conversation because so many calls 
were so integral, especially in the last two and a half, three minutes of that game. But yeah, you know, T. Higgins, when when Jalen Ramsey gets beat like that, it's kind of like one of those things where you see one of the pure, uh, if Clay Thompson or Steph Curry or somebody airballs a shot, you think somebody got close to the elbow, gave him a little bit of a snake bite. When you zoom in and see that, <laughs> that Jalen Ramsey's entire momentum is turned around just by a little tug of the face mask. And I think T. Higgins was actually bringing his hand up to get that to get the other hand in position to catch the ball. Just so happened, he glanced across the defender's face mask. They didn't see it. He got shielded from it. Um, players like that don't get beat in moments like that that badly. Even though Jalen Ramsey didn't have a great game, he gambled at the end on that Jamar Chase a big play in the final possession for the Bengals. But yeah, that, that's one of those things where Cincinnati Bengals fans will have to weigh it and say it came out as a wash. And, bro, listen, the Super Bowl is all about legacies. We talk about this all the time. The legacy to me of this game is going to be Aaron Donald with the game on the line. Yeah. There's talk about maybe this is the final game he ever plays in the NFL. They have a third and one. They have a fourth and one. And the Cincinnati Bengals cannot convert. And they're basically 20 yards away from getting it to Evan McPherson because that badass dude, that future first ballot Hall of Famer, Basically, it was like, you ain't blocking me. You ain't denying me. This is the time to bring home a title. Cup, Stafford, Donald. You talk about legacy games, Jason Goff. That's the definition of legacy right there, man. That's big boy shit. No, for real. And, you know, the... The game within the game is the part that I love, too. Midway through that third quarter is when that heat really started to turn up and they really started to get one-on-one pressure from Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was being handed over to a tackle the entire game, and whether it was a chip. And then they started, you know, Raheem Moore started to actually do some some end and stunt gains in there with Von Miller, of course, and Leonard Floyd on the other side, overloading the other side, trying to make sure that there was a one-on-one at some point with Aaron Donald. And that one-on-one, they started, I think Zach Taylor and the Bengals started to feel a little bit too comfortable with those interior linemen going up against Aaron Donald one-on-one. And there was a couple instances in there where Sean Robinson was making a play one-on-one. And all they did was switch sides with Aaron Donald, messed around and got a couple of one-on-ones in crucial game management time. You know, situational football, you third and short, you're thinking you're okay. He 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 stops, I believe it was Evans on on the carry on the on the third oh no, it was Mixon on the third and one. And then of course the, the pocket collapses because a closer like that with a Hall of Fame resume and arguably and and I, I, I listen, I, I am a Lawrence Taylor guy through and through. You know, we, we, we could talk about the greatest defensive players of all time, but Ryan Shazier and James Jones on the Ringer NFL feed, the players edition that, that I host with them, they've been saying it all year long that Aaron Donald is the greatest defensive player of all time. Whoa! And, and having, Whoa, and I love yeah. me some Aaron Donald. I can't do that to my man Lawrence Taylor because my New York audience I, I know, that's, what I, was, that's, why, that's listen, why I had to preface it. I love it. me some Aaron Donald, bro. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, for, future first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. When you play hey. the edge, like, I, I get their point. You got they, four you know, DPOIs, man. like Donald man, is unblockable. I mean. But I, I, next time I see Shazier and Jones, uh, <laughs> and I'm not even a Giant fan, I'm going to have to pick that brand a little bit. All right, Goff, <laughs> let's, hit some, let's hit some calls. The audience is fired up. Let's head to David, who's up next. David, take it away, baby. JJ, how are you? David, we're doing great. Introduce yourself to the great Jason Goff. <laughs> David, what up, man? It's nice to meet you. I actually spent the year in Chicago, so I know what your peeps are like. Uh, welcome, welcome to the uh, to the New York edition. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, let me ask you guys both uh, something I don't understand. I thought after that stupid non call with the Saints that sent 
that, that lost them from heading to the Super Bowl. I thought we were going to fix this, that New York was going to be able to fix a non-pass interference call. Why the hell wasn't that call fixed in New York? Did, did the league not, not, not get it in their head yet? Are you talking about the are you talking about the Higgins call specifically, Dave? The Higgins call. He rips Rams. Yeah, it's a bad job. Listen, no no argument there, Jay. Listen, we're nobody's gonna make the argument that that should have been a touchdown, but we don't have that rule in place. It is what right. it is. And I'm just glad, Jason, that that does not end up being the storyline of this game because the Rams finally realized, hey, guess what? We can't run the football. We gotta find our best receiver. That's our way of winning a Super Bowl. Get the ball at damn Cooper Cup. And how about Eli Apple being on the the receiving end, I, I guess you could say, of that touchdown, right? I mean, Eli talking to Tyreek Hill. Of course, Eli has had his history with, with the good folks in New York being a, a Giants first-round pick out of Ohio State. Uh, it, it's a matchup game. Sean McVay played basketball at the end of this one. They, they weren't able to, to guard Bryson Hopkins. Guess what? Bryson Hopkins was big in the second half of this game. Cooper Cup, after Van Jefferson, you know, stretched the field a couple of times, it, at least making an attempt to go deep with Van Jefferson allowed some of that coverage to kind of, okay, we have to respect that other side. Next thing you know, you've got to drive where you're going to Cooper Cup three consecutive times. Sometimes it's a team game. Don't get me wrong, but every once in a while, it's a one-on-one matchup game out there, and they play backyard football to set up the go-ahead touchdown. You know, Golf, I was thinking about this. Two plays that I thought were going to haunt the Los Angeles Rams. One, the Matt Gay inopportunity to go and make an extra point. Really not Matt Gay's fault. Johnny Hecker basically Johnny just Hecker. had the uh, he had the he had the oopsies. You know what I mean, dude? He had the yips. It's like me on the putting green at Silver Lake, for goodness sakes. Maybe the Super Bowl got to him. He ends up dropping the, you know, what yeah. should have been an extra point. And you're thinking on that final possession, hey, guess what? Instead of maybe needing a field goal to go and tie the game. It put them in a position where they needed to score. But on the other on the other side, how about that boy, that Taj Boyd drop? You know, that boy drop with an opportunity to go and get a first down. Tyler Boyd gets a first down there. Who knows? Maybe they bleed it that much more. Maybe it changes field position. That was an enormous play that people are not going to talk about, and it should get a ton of attention. I think we go back to it, too, because I watched the play a couple of times, you know, during some of the uh... – the less stellar commercial uh, that that Jamar Chase route, if he would, and I know he's going through his pro- progressions, and Tyler Boyd was, you know, is one of the best, if not the best, slot receiver in the game. So uh, the guy's uh, an option that he's been going through all season long. But he he keeps his eyes on his number one option, Jamar Chase, a little bit longer. I think he gets himself not only the first down but the big play. You know, there's a few plays like that where I'm like, okay, that may swing the tide of this game. I really, I, I gotta be honest with you, JJ, I didn't think. The Rams are going to win this thing until Cooper Cup caught that that pass. Because when when you go, what was it, flea flicker to Cooper Cup to 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 Matt Stafford, I was like, oh, this is it was a kitchen sink game for the Cincinnati Bengals, but it became time. a kitchen no sink doubt. game for it's the Rams. Panic time. You nailed it yeah. because McVay had no confidence, no confidence right. in anybody not named Cooper Cup, and they couldn't establish the run, so they became very predictable. They were a one trick pony, and Lou Alarumo was all over from a Bengals standpoint. It's an excellent, excellent point. And look, bottom line is this. You had everything working against you. Your back is up against the wall. The Bengals could not go for the kill shot. The Rams hung around enough. And why did they hang around, Goff? Their defense, after that Higgins play, was lights out for the rest Mm -hmm. of the game, dude. It was lights out. Not only was it lights out there, think about the pick. We didn't even talk about this yet. 
the Higgins score. Then the next play, the ball Jesse hits Bates. right off the dude's hands. Boom, interception. Cincinnati kicks a field goal. See, that's where Cincinnati, you score a touchdown there. You make that a two-score game, you might bury the Rams in that situation. So that was a missed opportunity, no doubt. Going back to the Tennessee game when the Bengals gave up their nine sacks. We talk a lot about that game. Don't really talk about it. It was a one or two sacks against the Chiefs, whatever the case may be. I think Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow had themselves average football games today. And it, it, not, just, not just inside the red zone, not just on third down at certain crucial moments, but in, in bang plays, you know, in, in shot plays where it's quick turnaround and you get yourself a you get yourself a turnover, it's time to put them away. You know, you look, they already think they're reeling because OBJ is out for the rest of the game. A DJ Reader and BJ Hill did a terrific job at shutting down that Rams running game up until that point. You're getting the best play you could possibly get out of Pratt and Wilson on the on. I'm sorry, what was, what was the young young man's name? The middle linebacker for. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Was it Logan? I forget the kid's uh, name who was all over the place. The kid with, with not the kid who was mentioning Hammurabi, right? No, 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 not no, him. no. He's on the defensive <laughs> yes, line. No, no, no that's play- Sam Hubbard. No, that's Sam Hubbard. Hubbard. That's what I was whoever, yeah. whoever 55 was for the Bengals, he was making tackles for both damn teams. Like they got everything they possibly could have gotten out of that defense. And I look back at it, Zach Taylor in certain moments, not trusting his running game with Joe Mixon. And I thought coming into this game, you're going to have to be okay with going second and eight, third and seven, because you had to chip away. You had to make sure that hits weren't getting on that quarterback. Joe Burrow messed around that ankle. I mean, you know, you talk about Stafford getting rolled up on shortly after that, Joe Burrow gets rolled up on. I, I just think, I didn't think Zach Taylor in a game that was so close um, some of the play calls down the stretch, especially when they were turning up that heat midway through the third quarter against Burrow, uh, you know, a, a screen here or there, you know, a play action pass where you're, you're taking a little bit of that steam off that pass rush. And then, like you said, on a turnover, you got to get six. You can't mess around and get three. I know you it's not a home a game, Ball, but it is a home game for them. And give them credit. They tried going for it and they converted the fourth down. But then the Rams, to their credit, buckled down, held to a field goal, and away we go. So this guy, Jason Goff, covered with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's our good buddy, Jeff Money. But Money, you know I'm a happy man because I had that Ram future, baby. That's right. That's right. What's up, JJ? What's up, Jason? How you doing? Hello, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught a break there. You know, that that offensive uh, pass at the division non-call was uh, pretty crucial there. And uh the game held its own. You know, I, I got a little bit worried at the start there when they started to pull away a little bit, the Rams, and then the Bengals turned it around, and then it was looking great. You know, long as the long as the Bengals didn't get a field goal there at the end, it would have went to overtime, then, you know, would have been up for grabs with the uh, cover. And that's the sort of game, fellas, where if it went to overtime, it's not like Buffalo, Kansas City, where it's like, yeah, whoever gets the ball first going to win the game, they're going to score a touchdown. Goff, with the way this game was going, you might have been better off not getting the ball, get a stop, play field position. You might end up kicking a field goal, for goodness sakes. Jeff, I, I want to actually know what the late money did in this game, like right up until the kickoff, because, you know, uh, you spent the, we spent the whole week of people kind of convincing themselves that the Bengals and Joe Burrow had that it factor, and Matt Stafford at some point was going to Matt Stafford all over this game. What, what did the, the, the up-to-the-kickoff money really do uh, in terms of what you were feeling? Well, you think about it. We lost money there. Oh, we uh, lost so money? Okay. We appreciate it. We love the money. The money is said goodbye. But it was public money on the Bengals. Seemed like a lot of short money was coming in on the Rams, but didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. That short money did not cover a spread, and you end up splitting the baby. All right, Jason, let's head to 
Chris. He's like Obi-Wan Kenobi, basically. <laughs> Chris is up next. What's happening, bro? Appreciate it, JJ. Thank you, Jason, for having me on. My pleasure, Chris. What do you got? Uh, two things. So, first of all, when I look at the Super Bowl, I say that... Am I still on? Yeah, I'm still listening, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, okay. That when you look at the Rams, that they were a 10-win, 9-win team, and then they went all in, and they got and they got uh, Stafford. And then they went even further by getting OBJ and Von Miller, that if you go all in, hey, this is your rewards. You sacrifice those picks. You sacrifice that future. This could be you, this could be the present. And then my second one question was, what would you say is this Super Bowl play? That when you look back at the uh, big plays for every Super Bowl, what would you say it is for this one? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, Excellent question. With the with the Rams winning, you you know Rams fans can point at the T Higgins OPI that wasn't called. And well, say, they're not hey, going to even still- point at that. I'll give you two golf. The fourth down conversion from Cup when he takes mm. it on the end around saves the game right then and there. But I think the signature play that everybody's going to remember the is the Aaron Donald, the fourth down sack with yeah. the face of your franchise with a future Hall of Famer bringing it home. I think it will end up being the Aaron Donald sack, if you ask me. Yeah, and in terms of, you know, cashing it all in and putting all your chips to the table, the Rams are going to pay for this. I mean, the the reason why Les Need and the Rams did this, one, because they knew they had a building coming, like SoFi Stadium, and they had to fill that thing up. And two, I mean, it, 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 it you got to strike when the iron's hot, right? Jalen Ramsey and Vaughn Miller and guys like that don't become available every day, so you go out and get them. Now, three years from now, will we be talking about the Rams in the same breath? Uh, probably not because of cap considerations and what they're going to have to do to this team and also not having draft picks. But in the end, if you get a Super Bowl, that pay, that's the capital that pays for that kind of stuff for what? Six, seven, eight no, years? It's worth two it. GMs Listen, from now. You've yeah. never seen one. Have, do you remember 85 at all? You're too young, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was five years old when that happened. No, but don't I, count. I remember it. <laughs> don't count. If it was like the seven or the eight range, I might have given it to you, Gal. Yeah. You, you, I mean, let's be honest. Your favorite Bear team is probably the Devin Hester, Earl Acker, you know, Super Bowl team. That was the number one seed and lost to the Colts. I haven't seen my team in an AFC title game because I, I was four the last time they were in an AFC title game. So I'll take 10 years of shit. If I right. get a moment like the Rams had tonight, done. I'll make my deal with the devil, bro. I'll do it. On the, and the legacy is now written for a lot of players, right? Odell Beckham Jr., who, who was singing the, the, the best redemption song you could hear throughout these playoffs, goes down with what was apparently a bad knee injury because he's on the sidelines and he's tearing up. But he's a champion now, right? Vaughn Miller, two-time champion. Aaron Donald, if you, if you end a career like his on this play, I mean, how many walk-offs have been greater? And, of course, Matt Stafford, he got brought here not to be my distant, long-lost cousin, Jared Goff, and, and he messed around and did it when everybody was saying at some point the Stafford thing is going to happen. Well, guess what? Jaquaski Tart and, and Jesse Bates, the Stafford thing has happened, but the, the team around Matt Stafford didn't allow the Stafford thing to result in a loss, and now on the biggest stage, it's happened. I promise the Cobra, I deliver the Cobra. Coney Island, take it away, <laughs> baby. Hey, pal. I'm going to say this right now. I mean, look, I'm happy for you. I know you got in November, but these pig official fucks destroyed this game. With 150 left, <laughs> They decided to stick their fucking beaks in this game. And again, we can say they blew that call. The Bengals shouldn't have had a touchdown. But at the end of the day, this is what this game's going to be remembered for. Three ticky-tack fucking calls that shouldn't have happened at the end of this game. This could have been a great Super Bowl where they were driving. 
you know, a great drive over, over what, four or five minutes right there. And this is what happens. These fucking zebras had to stick their fucking nose in, in this fucking game and destroy what would have been a classic, even though NBC is running with it because they only got the Olympics. We got some, some guys throwing potholders at the end of this fucking game here, but it's, it's a disgrace because it really hurts a Super Bowl like this. Yeah, but it still is going to go down. Listen, Cobra, it's still going to go down as a really, really, I'm not going to say the best Super Bowl of all time or top five or anything like that. You had twists and turns. Yeah, you had lead game. changes galore. And Cobra, not for nothing, the Bengals had the ball basically at the 40-yard line, third and one. Can they get a yard, for goodness sakes? The, the, bur, bur, at the end of the day, Burrow, bur, whatever get-ups he's wearing, go back to a fucking suit, my friend, because you need to do something. So, enough of wearing the fucking hats. You're not Joe Willie Namath. You're not Joe Montana. You need to earn that fucking shit. But tonight, they dropped the ball, but the officials, they really fucked this game over. For Again, me and... I have, I have, I had what ten people at the Super Bowl party. We're having a great time, and we even noticed. We're like, hey, we really haven't seen any yellow. F- yeah, you spoke up. See, that was, you know what you did there, Cobra. Let's be honest. You had the announcers jigs. We've seen it before, bro. Great call as always. Always bringing a passion. See, golf. Welcome to Spotify Green Room, bro. This is yeah, what we no, do. These are it. my people. Cobra's <laughs> my guy. I I'm love Cobra. It. No, I love the, I love the energy. I know a lot of people like Cobra who were uh, on my group chat, very upset that the officials uh, were, were an integral part at the end of this game. But, yeah, I mean, which call would you be upset about? The holding call on the linebacker on Cooper Cup or the offsetting uh, penalties on the final play that, that, that had them redid the down? Like, the Bengals, the Bengals dodged a bullet, right? I mean, Well, the Eli Apple hole, let's be honest, it was a yeah. smart penalty because they were going to score a touchdown now. Exactly. And then, you know, the Vaughn Bell uh, personal foul, well, if you if you had the, the, the offset, if you didn't have the offsetting Rams personal foul, you'd have an issue. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it, it's unfortunate that they made an introduction so late in the game. But other than that, yeah, what, the two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on the, on the Bengals, it, it wasn't a whole bunch of flags this game until the very end, like Cobra said. Let's head to Joe's up next. Joe, baby, what's happening, kid? Joe. How's it going, JJ? Joe, we living, baby. We living. How you doing? Guys, I got to thank you for being on right now. My heart is still pounding. I had a, I had a Ram future bet before the Niner game. And then I just continued tonight. Every time the Rams gave the ball up about three or four times in the fourth quarter, they didn't score. I just, I just, Kept going down with the ship. More money on the Rams. More money on the Rams money line. And it came out. My heart is pounded. I cannot believe the Rams won that game tonight. Yeah, I feel the same way, to be honest with you, Joe. Because when you have that Higgins play, and then you have the pick, and you lose Beckham. See, Jay, that was the thing I kept pointing at. How are the Rams going to make big plays without Beckham, without Higby, and who is Matthew Stafford going to trust? It, it took him till the final drive of the game, dude. Final drive of the game. But finally, they realized, hey, let's get it to the big dog. Let's get it to the Super Bowl MVP and let him work his magic. And I think a part of that, too, was what Zach Taylor and the Bengals weren't doing on offense, too, JJ. Like, they gave him possessions to kind of figure that shit out. Like, if, if that player goes down for you and then you got the other guy, which you can have the cloud coverage, which for a lot of that game they did, yeah, they figured out, okay, Cam Akers for two yards a pop wasn't working. 
all of a sudden, Bryson Hopkins started to exploit those that that second level of their defense and allowed them a little breathing room. He started to become an option. So when OBJ goes down, you expect the other offense to kind of take advantage of that and put you in a bad position where you're throwing the ball, you know, willy-nilly all over the yard. They they were allowed a good two or three drive grace period because of what the Bengals offense wasn't doing. I give it, hey, man, I take my hat off and the kid's name is Logan Wilson, number 55 for the Bengals. He was playing his ass off. Him hey, and that Pratt front seven do, played their ass off They were playing terrific football. Did you, they they really had to did. look over at some point and say, hey, guys, right, listen, I know we got the best rookie wide receiver people seen since Randy Moss, they say, and I know Joe Cool is Joe Cool, but somebody got to put some damn points up. You can't give that kind of team with that head coach and Cooper Cup still that amount of, amount of time to figure out how to play without OBJ. They, they essentially got a two or three drive head start on installation of a playbook for the final drive. Golf man, let's head to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Another one of the greats. Andrew. What's happening, Andrew? How about that under, John? Hey, golf, we love the under. Nobody wants to bet the under. Nobody we'll wants to. bet the under to. for cashes, baby. Cash. <laughs> Everyone wants to do over this, over, over, over. Now, hold on a second. Give me the freaking under. I got a little nervous there when that shit almost went to overtime, John, because I was adding the points in my head and I said, oh no, I don't want this to go to <laughs> overtime. Don't do this to me. But it worked out. John, you know, I like the Bengals defense. You know, I love the defensive coordinator. Okay. From Staten Island. But explain <laughs> this to me. Why the hell was Eli Apple man to man on Cooper Cup on that play when two freaking plays before he's holding them? He could barely move. He, he dragged him down to the freaking ground. You got a woozy on the other side of the field doing nothing with his hands on his knees. And even you want to talk about Mike Hilton? Who the hell is he guarding? Freaking Scott Arowski? What's going on here? Why was Eli Apple guarding Cup on that play? That makes no freaking sense to me, John. But explain this to me. I can't, Andrew. And listen, Lou A had an unbelievable game plan. I don't want to disparage the Bengals' defense in any way. I really don't. Good call as always, Andrew. Um... At that point in the game, Goff, I don't know. If I'm scheming up the Los Angeles Rams, I'm daring anybody else to go and beat me. You know what I mean, dude? It's tough when you're on the one or the two-yard line, but, man, I'm basically trying to take away Cooper Cup any which way I can. Yeah, and, and you saw Sean McVay mess around, get a little tempo at the end because he was forced to in-game situation, and there was more motion out of Cooper Cup in that final drive uh, than we had seen earlier in the game, and Chris Collinsworth pointed it out as well. So, yeah, they they they, they figured out a way. Unfortunately for the Bengals, it was the, the very end of the game, and like you mentioned, you'd rather Uzie or Mike Hilton be on him. But if he's traveling and your corners don't flip, and I don't know if that's their philosophy, but if guys stay stapled to whatever side of the field they're on, you exploit that opportunity like they did for the Super Bowl win. Let's head to Chris, Jason Goff. Chris is on fire. What's happening, brother? Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Jason? Good, man. How are you feeling? Pretty good, honestly. So I have actually two points. I mean, obviously, you know, you have a show in Chicago. I mean, my first point was about the fact that it feels like Matthew Stafford was actually honestly prepared for this moment because, you know, obviously all the Detroit, you know, we always make, used to make fun of the Detroit fans being like, look, we get it. Matthew Stafford's injured and you got, you guys don't have a run game and he somehow throws it to Calvin Johnson to win games. Sure. If he's in a better situation, will it actually work out? Well, we got, well, good news is OBJ went out. He had absolutely no run game and Cooper Cup was the best receiver in football. And I believe we got our answer. So, Nice to see that. Nice to see that. And number two is, I honestly think a really, really key play is the fact that Aaron Donald was like okay in the first two quarters. He wasn't like, you know, he was okay, but not, you know, but not like Aaron Donald. But to me, I think 
right after, I believe it was a play, I think it was right after the, I think it was the interception by Wujay. Right after that, I think it was, was it Aaron Donald shoved Burrow out of bounds? And that was a queen play, might I add, Chris. That was queen. Burrow was inbounds. He's runner. You're allowed to hit him. And you're right about that. Excellent. And they, excellent, and they woke excellent up. Excellent point. They, and they woke up Donald too, messing around. Oh, yeah. Like Jordan and being like, oh, oh, you, oh, you thought, oh, that's what you think we have? That's what you think I am? He was like, uh, and he yeah. went, went on, messed around, <laughs> and, tur- and turned into, turned into, you know, the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. So it was, it was fun to see. So fun to see. Appreciate the call, Chris. Yeah. He was not playing around that second half. And he's right about that. There was a look in Aaron Donald's eye in the second half of that game. It was like, oh, I don't care how many of these mofos you're putting on me. You ain't slowing me down, bro. You can put two guys on me. You can put three guys on me. We are going to feast as a defensive line. Hey, Al and Chris pointed out that at that last possession, he sprinted out there. The money was on the field, right? Like the money that brought them there. Before they got Matt Stafford, they had Jalen Ramsey. They had Leonard Floyd. They had Aaron Donald. They add Matt Stafford, right? They add OBJ. They add Vaughn Miller. But Aaron Donald, um, you talk about one of the most storied football careers, what he did at Pitt. What he did at the Senior Bowl, kicked everybody's ass, messed around, was a top 11 pick for the Rams, has had one of the greatest starts to a defender's career of all time in terms of just accolades. And then he closes out the Super Bowl with a, a quarter and a half of as good uh, a line play that you can get from the interior. I mean, this this is what you know, legacies are built, right? This is These are the moments. And he, he lived up. He met his moment tonight. And you've been talking about it all week long, about the final thing, the only thing that he's – you know, doesn't have is a, is a Super Bowl trophy. And then all of these reports coming into this game right before kickoff that it there was thoughts that if he would win this game, he'd retire. Hey, man, if, you, if you're going to choose the way you're going to go out and, and you're going to feel good about it on the way out, this is the way to go. Aaron Donald celebrated tonight in the last quarter and a half for the Super Bowl. All right, Jay, let's head to Staten Island, New York. Kenny, what up, Kenny? All, all good. Hey, man. All good. Kenny, what up? I'll be I'll be straight up with you. My props basically shit the bed, but uh, ah. I told you I told you earlier today, JJ. My my Super Bowl box numbers were horrible, but I got lucky with that missed extra point, and I hit a, a every score change, so that bailed me out uh, monetarily. And I get into the game. I think the the Bengals coaching staff got away from mixing too early in the fourth quarter. He has started to get some good runs going. And that last drive, when they got that uh, second and one, and they're throwing the ball deep, and then you got the third and one, yep. and you're handing the ball to Perrine, I thought they, they screwed up there. I would have kept feeding Mixon early, you know, early fourth quarter, mid-fourth quarter. They got away from him. And on the defensive side, you can't leave Eli Apple on top. You got you to gotta just double team. If You know what? If you want their second or third wide receiver to beat you, Hats off to them. Don't make the best player beat you. You got to double team them there. That was And regarding that holding call, yeah, it was bogus, but it's the NFL for you. You know, we've seen that for the last 10 years, these these calls, these phantom calls. But it, it is what it is. But I think it's on the coaching staff of the Bengals with their, with their decision making. They didn't do any screen passes, nothing to keep that front four honest, nothing at all. They didn't do no quick slants. I was waiting for Chase to hit a quick slant and take it to the house. And he yes, was sir. all over the field, Kenny. Good point on Chase. First half yep. of his game, Goff, he was making things happen. He had that big play that gets him in the field goal range. Felt like I didn't hear Jamar Chase's name called in the second half of this game. 
Yeah, I mean, just like the Rams decided that they were going to try to, oh, well, I should say the, the Bengals decided they were going to take away Cooper Cup. The Rams were like, yo, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, if y'all win it, knock yourselves out. We're going to take away the most explosive player on the field. And the only time, like you mentioned, they, you did see him get a look was just on a go-up-and-get-it ball and on a couple of you know quick, close-to-the-line scrimmage throws. Uh, I agree with the caller, though. You know, <laughs> get under center and run the ball, man. Like I, I'm all with the, the shotgun, you know, RPO look. I, I'm all with it. But at some point, when it's third and one, second and one, when it's third and one, you got to get a yard. And if you can't get a yard, now you put yourself in a position where you have to throw the ball. It's the same thing we saw against Tennessee Titans in close ball games. For whatever reason, Zach Taylor feels like the run game can be ran away from, and it's time now time to put Joe Burrow in harm's way. Uh, he takes a lot of sacks. But that offensive line is playing with two backups on the right side. I'd like to see Joe Mixon get a few more carries there because they had, they had stayed disciplined the first couple of, you know, first two quarters, two and a half quarters of the game. And then at the end there, you know, when the when the pass rush got heated up more, it seemed like that's when they started going a little bit more empty, a little bit more multiple than they needed to. Let's head to Scotty. He's up next. A couple more here. Scotty, what's up, Abby? Yeah, how you guys doing? Uh, by the way, Jason, my brother was in Chicago for two years. He went to college. He didn't graduate, though. But uh, he said he loves Chicago, and he said deep, uh, deep dish pizza is good, but it's not as good as New York. It's not as good as yeah. New York. We won't get golf going on that tonight. Well, but we, we, don't, we, I, we don't eat deep dish pizza here that often. So, you know. There we, you go. See, I knew I yeah. liked Jason Goff. I was going to say, yeah. double the win right there, baby. Double yeah, the win. We, we save the casseroles for holiday times around these parts. <laughs> Yeah, but I got one thing, though. Uh, Zach Taylor, in the beginning of the game, he goes forward on fourth down, and right away, it, it, he doesn't get it, and then Stafford does a touchdown to Oldo Beckham, and it's 7 nothing Rams. I really think that kind of, you know, why did he go, him going for it, you know, that if he just would have punted the ball, you know, I to me, you know, that was a stupid move. But See, I can't look at it there, Scotty. I disagree with you from this I standpoint. was happy he did it. I love the aggressive Kitchen sink game, man. You got to play to win. Number two, with what transpired in that game, I can't make that the be-all, end-all. The Bengals ended up having a lead. They had control of the game. Uh, call in the first quarter? Nah, sorry. That, that, is, that is not the be-all, end-all right there. All right, golf man, let's take two more. Charlie and Elmhurst. What up, Charlie? Hey, JJ. Thank you for putting me on. And Jason, I'm a big fan of the – I love the full goal. I just love you. Just because you had JJ you – you and, you and JJ won, like, Late October when the Knicks and the Bulls recap. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've been listening to that since. So I was going to say, it, I was dead wrong. Whatever I said about the Knicks, disregard <laughs> that segment because I thought they were better than the Bulls. What do I know? What an idiot. <laughs> so so I got I got two things. Uh, one is my I hit all three of my bets. Nice. Uh, all three of my bets. I'm just like winning, like feel like winning the Super Bowl and everything. The total under money play, all those good stuff. And second thing was uh, what I thought about is like the first half, I thought the Rams front line, defensive front line, I thought they were, like, very conservative. They kind of went after it. Then after that interception, then after that Donald sack um, to force the Bengals to make a field goal, to make it 20-13, to 13, I thought after that, I mean, Jason, I kind of have to mention this, like, the Rams went on best believe sack machine, then went after Joe Burrow, and they <laughs> had more pressure, intensity, and they were aggressive. And I think, I thought that was the part where where I thought the Bengals uh, coaching staff did not use Jamar Chase uh, with with the combination of Burrow. And on the other side, the Rams, 
even they lost Beckham. That was, uh, that was a losing part. I mean, that was, that was, a, that was a big loss, but the best player on both sides, one on offense is Cooper Cup. They used him in a big spot and Aaron Donald, uh, big, he stepped up big time. So appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, Charlie. No, I mean, the stars, JJ, all the money goes to seven, eight dudes on a football team. You hope when you get to this point of the season, 24 weeks after you kick this thing off in with real intensity, that one of those seven, eight dudes, either a healthy one and two, will provide something in a big moment. What do the guys do? Matt Stafford made enough plays. Cooper Cup made some terrific plays down the stretch. Aaron Donald sealed the deal. Vaughn Miller picked up his game in the second half. Even I mean, Beckham, before he goes down, exactly. he's unguardable in the first Money quarter plays. and a half. Excellent observation, bro. They were all in this year, and the guys they brought in, every single one of them made a monumental impact on them winning this Super Bowl and getting it done. Jay Goff, I love you, man. I'm glad. I You should have saw Jay Goff at the Super Bowl. The guy was a uh, rock star. <laughs> He's hanging with everybody. He's got his beautiful uh, wife. My fiance. Yeah, fiance, yeah. you're like me. You're, 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 you're going to tie it up before I do. That's the odds. I don't know when you have a wedding date set. So we're right on, we're right on, I'm right on verge of Goff to Stremski weddings in 2020. Hey, let's get it popping. We could do, we, just like we do the simulcast with the pods, we could do a simulcast wedding, see if somebody can sponsor this thing. Listen, this was so much fun, bro. You killed it at Radio Row. Guys, Green Room, this was fantastic. You guys were off the rails. I got to go to TV. So, I mean, you want me up, yeah. bro. Spotify Green yeah. Room. This is it. This is not the warm-up. This is the entree, man. I had yes, the sir. entree before the appetizer today, bro. You know? JJ, it's always good to get your energy and the vibes, man. I appreciate you. It was fun catching up with everybody, uh, you know, at the convention center on Radio Row. Good to see put some names uh, with the, well, some faces with the names that I've been talking to and getting Zoom invites from for the last year or so. Uh, you know, we got more big events to cover together. I'm looking forward to it, and I appreciate you allowing me in your space for this last 40 minutes. So it's been it's been fun. It's been fun, this brother. That's what we do, bro. For Jason Goff, download his pod, The Full Go. It is a tremendous, tremendous listen. Appreciate you, Spotify, man. Spotify, Apple, check it out. My pod, New York, New York. This little conversation we had is going to be up, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And we'll get to the disaster that is the next. Don't worry. All right. I'm <laughs> out. Golf. Good, good stuff, baby. Love you, kid. Later. All right, bro. One love. That was awesome. Jason Golf, full go. New York, New York. Collaborating, having some fun after Super Bowl. Be a part of it. That's all I'm going to say. You love calling. You love leaving a voicemail. Be a part of our green rooms. They're badass. We'll be back on Tuesday. What's coming up on Tuesday? I'm sure we'll be digging a lot deeper into what's going on with these basketball teams. And we're going to have a date anytime soon for when the baseball season is going to start. Who the hell knows? And one funny story. So before we say goodbye, I had dinner with Cousin Sal Monday. Saturday we're at the FanDuel party. You know, we're bouncing around. I, I didn't know he was there. Ends up showing up with a buddy, his business partner. We have a great time. We're hitting it off. Pat from Green Room, one of the all-time greats, we're there. So party winds down. We're like, all right, we got to eat something. We got like seven hours out eating, having a couple of cocktails, need to eat something. We're trying to find a place to eat. Getting lost around downtown LA. We stumble upon a place. I kid you not. Prefixed four course menu at 11 o'clock at night in Los Angeles for dinner. 
And it was like that awkward. Do we stay? Do we not stay? I look at everybody. I go, we serious? We got to leave. Kate's with me, Sal's business partner. I'm like, we can't eat. I go, four course meal at 1040. What do we look like? So we walk out of the restaurant. People probably thinking we're like the craziest people on earth. Who does a four course meal the Saturday before Valentine's Day? What kind of nonsense is that? But what a week out here. We'll see how my voice holds up come Tuesday. I need a little R&R. That's right. I'm soaking up this California sun for another couple of days. Stefan, fabulous, fabulous work. I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl. Hope everybody made some money. Enjoyed the food. Enjoyed the company. And now we look forward to the offseason. JJ out. Enjoy it. Be good, everybody.